As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Well, welcome back or welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed usually, but tonight it's just Big Jed. Uh, we're Lukeless tonight. I'll explain why in just a moment. Um, and yes, we do sometimes discuss U.S. Olympic athletes, adult film stars, not named Nick Dibbler and Sportsman Drag Racing or Sportsman Drag Racers. So uh, we're Lukeless tonight. Luke is um, broken down in Amarillo on his way to Phoenix to do some drag racing, some sportsman drag racing. And uh, Luke had uh, some trouble with the motorhome, not serious trouble. think he's going to be able to get it straightened out relatively easily and get uh, moving on to Phoenix. But um, it was obviously going to interrupt his ability to uh, come on the podcast tonight. So we're a little beat up. Podcast is beat up tonight, folks. Um, I, uh, I'm struggling. Got, uh, got the Fazuti New Guinea cold virus, something. I mean, this, this thing's bad. It's on me. Uh, you guys could see uh, a coughing fit tonight. You could, you could see me blow my nose live right here on camera. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Um, I'm battling. I'm sitting here in my chair that I always sit in, and I've got a blanket over my legs trying to stay warm. And Luke said, you know, maybe we should skip it this week. I got all these troubles. We got all this going on, but just got to stay committed to the hashtag loyal listener, uh, both of you. Uh, we wanted both of you to get a show tonight, and, uh, you know, hopefully both of you are able to tune in. So we're powering through. We are powering through tonight on the podcast. Got some race results and things to discuss. Uh, a little bit of that business 
As always, this time of year, uh, we'll discuss the NHRA divisional event that happened at South Georgia Motorsports Park. But um, again, I mentioned Luke is on the road to Phoenix and uh, he's broken down in Amarillo, but all, all is going to end well. But interesting that um, this is going to be the last national event at Phoenix. So the last time the NHRA will have a national event there, uh, not real sure what the future looks like for that facility. But, you know, it's, um, I guess this is a pretty cool one to go to. Uh, I know Luke visited Atlanta the last time they had a national, and that went pretty well for him. And hopefully this goes well for him out there at Phoenix. And uh, speaking of last races, it's also noteworthy that um, Houston uh, will have its last drag race of any kind that we know of. And that'll be uh, the divisional being held there. Um, this weekend. So I uh, hate to see those facilities in their run with NHRA and racing in general. And, um, you know, hopefully somebody's able to step up and take their place. But uh, a couple of noteworthy endings coming up here over the weekend. Um, we'll start out with race results from the weekend where I was. I got to visit uh, Gulfport Dragway, uh, Galen Rollison and uh, Britt Cummings and uh, Tommy Castaneda. Those guys taking over Gulfport Dragway and they're doing wonderful things there. Facility looked great. Uh, it worked very, very well. Track was great all weekend. This is the Footbreak 150. Uh, brought to you by Savage Performance, and the Footbreak 150 is a very interesting event that that those guys do. They sell 150 entries, two 25 granders, and the 150 entrants are all doubled. So you buy an entry, and you basically get one free, and you got two shots at 25k so every car is doubled not necessarily every driver because some drivers split duties between cars and so on so it's not necessarily just 150 drivers but they definitely uh they definitely have 300 you know potential entries in the race so really cool event uh galen he does this on the top bulb this was two weeks ago when we talked about the top bulb 150 and uh, certainly now it was the foot brakes time to shine, foot brake 150. So it was a really good event. Um, it was hampered by some weather on Friday. They had a serious cold front coming in on Friday. Uh, Gulfport, Mississippi, this time of year is typically going to hang around 70 degrees. And we ended up at about 54, 53 and windy. And I mean, windy in your face all day, every day, not letting up. It was it was rough. It was rough weather. Friday, the rain just washed everything out. The facility looked very, very damp, but those guys have done a lot of drainage work, done a really good job over the winter, and it drained off nicely, and it turned out to be a really nice weekend outside of just the, the constant wind, just, you know, and, and going down track, that wind was in your grill. I mean, it was, it was trying to beat the radiator out of it, so headwind, constant 10, 11, 12 to 15, 17 miles per hour. But the racing action was incredible. They had some races scheduled, like a No Guts, No Glory race, where 
everybody pays $500 to enter. And then the total purse is just basically to the winner and you can do something with it. If you like that one got canceled, they had an out the gate race or a ghost race where you don't get incrementals or reaction times or ETs. And you can, uh, you can go out and enter that race and compete. They had a gambler's race scheduled for Friday. So all the extra stuff got uh, taken off the schedule, but the two twenty-five granders were run to completion and it was great action. And if you're familiar with the Alabama racing scene at all and the Bayleton good time drag strip, which is North of me, I'm in the Birmingham area. It's North of me about an hour, almost to the minute. And uh, it's kind of just out in the country, up in uh, the the north central area of the state. Got some of the baddest dudes on earth and ladies that compete there on a weekly basis. I mean, every week. And the the good time showed out. Absolutely showed out at the Footbreak 150. Saturday's 25K final was... Cody Barnhart over Mitchell Seymour, two absolute weekly staples at the good time. These guys live close by the good time. They go compete. They race each other at the good time every week. And those guys squared off for 25K in the final solid final round by them where Cody Barnhart got the win over his good buddy Mitchell. It was a really cool final. It was a great scene where their fathers, Dennis Barnhart and Glenn Seymour, uh, been friends forever, standing there watching the, the guys compete against one another, uh, raise their kids up in racing. So that was a cool scene all together, just a big, happy family winter circle type environment. And then Sunday, another 25K was run. And the only thing that kept this from being a total sweep by the good time racers was one bad man in Thomas Holly. Thomas Holly from down in South Alabama took his Camaro, his, his wheel standing Camaro, beautiful hot rod. He drives extremely well on the top and the bottom. Thomas got that win in the 25K final over the legend himself, Adam Davis, another regular at the good time, lives right down the road from it. That's AD's home track. Those guys go battle every week with one another. So three out of the four finalists for two days come from Bayleton Good Time Drag Strip. I have made it clear that I think the IHRA world champion in top bulb is going to come from the good time. All right, here's one of those. There was one of those times right there. Y'all see that little, I, I apologize for that, but I'm by myself and the camera's on me, so I don't have any choice. Um, anyway, I've said the top bulb world champion is going to come from the good time. You know, after watching those guys this weekend, I'm just going to go on and say it. The both, the, the both, the top and bottom bulb world champions are going to come from Bayleton Good Time Drag Strip. That's some bad cats up there. I mean, bad cats. And when they get out, they don't have much reason to get out because their program is very nice and solid and pays well. It's right there at home and they enjoy it. When they do get out, they show out. So congratulations to the Good Time Racers Cody, Mitchell, Adam, and certainly congratulations, Thomas Holly, just keeping it from being a total domination, total sweep by the good time. Uh, Thomas, uh, another huge final round down in that part of the country and uh, a guy that we'll hear a lot from. We'll continue to hear a lot from Thomas 
because he is that darn good. So great race. Thank you, Galen. Thank you, Britt. Thank you, Tommy. The staff at Gulfport, those guys work extremely hard. Waterbox always in great shape, track in great shape. Uh, they've done lighting. They've done paint work. They've done drainage. They're fixing the place up, just making it look good and, um, you know, doing everything they can to make it a, a big time facility. And they are doing an extremely good job. Had a great time. And uh, JJ and I, we got spanked around pretty good there. Um, you know, we, uh, well, I don't get to foot break a whole bunch, but I felt pretty competitive. But I just couldn't get the consistency that I needed to to go out there and, and do what I wanted to do on the racetrack. I uh, had a fifth round exit in my last entry on Saturday, and I think I was out in both of them third round on Sunday. So it uh, didn't go very well for me. JJ, not much better. Apologize again. Struggling over here, folks. Uh, JJ, not much better. But, um, but we battled, and uh, we learned a lot, and we uh, – We'll move along to the next one. Um, over at Galat, uh, beautiful Galat, uh, over in uh, eastern North Carolina. Um, wonderful facility, great place to race. And Loose Rocker, as we know, Loose Rocker is now Anthony Walton alone. He has uh, taken over that promotion uh, brand uh, by himself and uh, – he put on his first race there at Galat, the uh, St. Patty's Day um, Classic, I think is what he calls that. But it was his St. Patrick's Day race. It's been a been a wonderful race for racers over in that part of the country for several, several years. And uh, Anthony continuing the tradition. And as I mentioned, Friday, that rain come through Gulfport and it was a huge front. It, it covered a lot of the, the United States over in this part of the country. Well, it obviously eventually made its way all the way to Galat and uh, hampered their racing as well. 10K 64 car shootout on Friday was run to completion. That was Stephanie Rayner over Kevin Glenn. And that was the last race that was completed. They had another, uh, I think, I think it was 13.5 maybe on the top. And the bottom was maybe 7,500. I, I should have looked this up, but Luke's always really good at the details and he remembers stuff very well. And then I just kind of ride his coattails and feed off of him. And unfortunately, I don't get to do that this week. So um, nonetheless, it was good races, real good races, but they had to split the purse both Friday and Saturday. I think Friday was due to weather and Saturday was due to curfew. They had to get a, got a little bit of a late start because of the rain that blew through there. So just a, a tough weekend for them, but those guys worked hard and did, uh, did certainly the best they could and, uh, and made it work. You know, they, they made the event um, pay out what it was supposed to pay out and did everything they could. So Hopefully, uh, Anthony Walton, the, the good folks at Loose Rocker, get a, a better opportunity the next time out for them to show what they've got. You know, they, uh, they've got a great brand, a very reputable brand in Loose Rocker. Uh, Anthony knows his way around the racetrack, knows how to put on a race and, and do all the things he says he'll do. So, um, you know, obviously, weather uh, changes a lot of people's plans and it hampered him significantly. But certainly uh, looking forward to the loose rocker brand uh, getting to show what they uh, what they're made of whenever their next event is scheduled and i'm sure that uh, that it'll be a great one 
So we had a little bit of NHRA divisional action. Uh, those guys made their way to South Georgia Motorsports Park. And uh, I'm looking here online, by the way. Uh, and yes, David Hearn, it is the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Jed. Uh, if you just tuned in, we are Lucas. Lucas broken down in Amarillo, Texas on his way to Phoenix to do some drag racing. And he said, you know, I'm, they're supposed to look at this thing and try to fix a, a line that's blown uh, around six o'clock, which is our time to to get on here and get live. So Luke said, look, let's just, uh, we can skip it or Jed, you can go alone. Well, obviously skipping it would have been a really good idea. Cause I'm already like, y'all probably can't see the welder, but there's apparently been a welder in my throat. Uh, somebody has been striking that stick welding it too. It's kind of boogered up nasty. And, uh, it's not a pretty weld, like a, like a TIG or a MIG, but, um, struggling, I uh, got the epizootie flu or cold or something that's uh, obviously come from, you know, again, uh, even a Middle Eastern country. Somebody's put it in Alabama to try to try to kill me. And uh, they're doing a really good job of it. But we're battling through for both of our loyal listeners that uh, that like to tune into these live shows. So uh, no Luke tonight. Um, sick. I'm wiping my nose. Uh, I feel a call fit coming on. I. I uh, there's one should be happening any minute. So just doing the best we can for both of you, you too. But anyway, uh, NHRA divisional South Georgia Motorsports Park, those guys was also impacted. They were impacted by the rain that came through, uh, but it came through at a pretty decent time that allowed them uh, to get most of the rain in a time where they were not racing anyway. So it did impact them, but they got it done. Uh, lots of great racing there at South Georgia. Some typical winners, and I want to touch on something from the winners list here after I'm done, but I'll just run down the list. Top sportsman, the always tough Doug Crumlich got the win over James Hinkle. Top dragster was Scott Gibson over Clint Riley. Uh, a couple of uh, newer faces in uh in the winter circle there at top dragster super comp was buck holmes over my man sherman adcock that was the super comp category where sherman got the runner up sherman collected the win in super gas over tim powell so now if you're keeping up with sherman you know he won his first two events in super gas this year uh i think he went a few rounds in uh the last race and here he is with the win in super gas uh sitting real pretty i picked sherman to win the world championship in super gas competition and he is making me look really really good so congratulations sherm got that win over tim powell super street was butch dressback over ed Polly. super stock was again my mainest man julio hugh meeks with the win over robbie butler a couple of couple of good dudes there like robbie as well and stock was mark lewis over marion stevenson marion always uh, uh always a threat to win the race when he's in the stock eliminator category so um some normal names in the winter circle there in south georgia and some names that we don't see quite as often but i just want to run down that list 
So the first two winners were Doug and Scott. Okay, Doug and Scott, those are typical names. Then the winners were Buck, Sherman, Butch, Hugh, and then, of course, Mark, which is a typical name again. So in the finals, we had, or in the winner circle, we had Buck, Sherman, Butch, and Hugh. Now, no offense to those guys. Okay, love all those guys. Love them. When y'all think, y'all tell me online, the, the few of you that are watching that's been able to, to stomach this so far, tell me when's the last time you think a male child was born in, let's just say, in the United States and got the name Buck, Sherman, Butch, or Hugh. Okay? I mean, it's going to have to be a family name. It's no offense to those guys. I love them, love their names. But really, do y'all think anybody's naming their little boys Buck, Sherman, Butch, or Hugh? So, Paige, if anybody's uh, predicting a, a time here, a, a date that they think that happened last, then um, by all means, put it here in the show doc or somewhere and, and I'll acknowledge it. But I mean, those are, those are names that says the racers have a lot of experience. Okay. So they should be winning because it sounds like people that's been racing for 40, 50 years. Right. I mean, Buck, when's the last time somebody named their little boy Buck? Uh, I'm a kid from the seventies, like uh, Buck Owen. That's a that's a guy that's near and dear to my heart. I mean, I, I loved him. I loved Hee Haw and I loved his music. That's the last time I think I've really heard of somebody named Buck, maybe in the 70s. So um, y'all tell me again online when you when you think, yeah, here's uh here's Walt Walker right here. That's 1977 is what he said. So I see, I think you're spot on, Walt. I think that's about right. So the experienced guys uh, got some wind lights there at South Georgia. So congratulations to them. And uh, really cool to see some of my buddies getting it done. Sherman had a great outing with the runner up in Super Comp and the win in Super Gas and certainly Super Stock. My, my man, Hugh Meeks, uh, that's a guy who, uh, if you know him, you just got a ton of respect for him because he basically stopped racing for almost a decade maybe i don't know the number exactly to raise his girls um got beautiful teenage and now young adult daughters and uh and he basically shut his racing down to to make sure that he spent that time with the girls and and raised them and followed them to play ball or cheerleading or dance or whatever they were doing so a lot of respect for hugh he was a talented, talented guy when he stopped. But when you come back 10 years later, you know, you think it's going to be way more difficult and much, much harder to win. And Hughes clicking off wind lights at a pretty good clip for a guy that spent quite a bit of time out of racing. Uh, been back a couple of few years now. So good for Hugh. Really happy for him. And, and certainly uh, thank you to Sherman Adcock for continuing to make me look like I got a freaking clue what I'm talking about. Uh, last race bracket race on the docket was um, the 20K March Madness, which quite honestly, I had no idea this event was even going on. So I don't watch super duper close, but I watch fairly close to, to pay attention to what, you know, races are out there, especially when it's a kind of a marquee style event. Didn't even know this race was happening. 
So uh, let's uh, let's folks at Carolina Dragway, let's um, let's work on that advertising. Make sure you get it in our line of sight, and uh, and we can talk about it, and certainly um, maybe even generate some more entries for you. But um, it was a couple of twenty k's Saturday and Sunday at Carolina Dragway, which uh, is is over in the Augusta, Georgia, Aiken, South Carolina area. Um, Nice place tucked off in the, the woods out there. Good looking facility, plenty of room, great parking, and, uh, and certainly a very good facility and a racing surface. And uh, Saturday's 20K was won by Benny Ulmer over Tim Ramey. Benny, um, well known in racing, but he's not necessarily as known as Benny Ulmer as he is by his uh, racing team name, which is kick booty motorsports. So, uh, kick booty is, is definitely a name that you, you don't forget very easily. That is the Ulmer family. Uh, Benny's daughter, Tanya has married Kevin Pruitt and Kevin part of that kick booty team now. So, uh, really a talented group of racers with great equipment. No surprise there to see Benny get that 20 K win. But Benny's uh, another one of those names that you don't hear every day. You know, now now in the days of Caleb's and and whatever, you know, Cadence and whatever else we get a lot, we don't get a lot of Benny's. So it says experience, and Benny's got plenty of that, and he definitely um, uh, used that to his uh, advantage and got that win over Tim Ramey in the 20K. And then Sunday, uh, a couple of guys that, that have been struggling – uh, neither one of them has been to the winter circle in about probably four days. And they finally made their way back to the winter circle. And that was Jeff Sarah and Kevin Brannon, a couple of bad, bad dudes that we talk a lot about here on the show. Talented guys, certainly capable of a lot of different strategies. I don't know how the numbers played out, but I do know that Jeff Sarah got the win over the rabbit, Kevin Brannon in that Sunday finale 20k final round and uh, i'm sure it was a was an incredible matchup like you would anticipate it to be with guys that talented in the final okay here here comes one of those waves right here so i apologize um but uh just struggling okay just struggling um so congratulations jeff sarah the rabbit uh benny Ulmer, and tim ramey uh, the 20K March Madness main event winners. There was a 5K shootout, and that 5K shootout was won by one Bryson Scruggs, a young, talented racer, uh, part of uh, the, the Lynch family. I think uh, Racing Jason is his uncle. This guy is, he's got all the skills. Now, one thing about Bryson, every time I see him, he looks like he's just like rebuilt the engine. Like, I don't know if he just jumps in and works on everybody's car when it tears up or if his just needs that kind of maintenance. But, you know, he's always just kind of gritty and grimy, not dirty, not nasty. OK, don't misunderstand. But Bryson just looks like he's just just come off of some kind of repair. OK, some kind of repair. Uh, he's just always a little bit ragged. But uh, but a fine, fine young man and super duper talented. And he took his talents to that 5K shootout win there at the Carolina Dragway 20K March Madness. So that's pretty much it for the race results. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeremy Rosentangle says, you're doing a great job, buddy. Glad to see the boy 
out fighting in the S10. As a fellow blue S10 guy, root for him every week. And uh, he said, best JJ story from the weekend with a question mark. So uh, thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of JJ's myself. Uh, he, um, he, had a, he had a tough weekend. Um, but the best story is, is easily, easily a uh, win light that he turned on against absolutely the best on the bottom in the game consistently and that is one nasty nick hastings uh jj didn't have to win anymore after that he uh nick's his hero absolute hero um as he is for many of us we all look up to nick and and love what he is doing and what he has done in this sport and what he's capable of if you know him you know how humble he is and how just talented he is and those type of things don't typically go together his kind of talent with humility is not typically a combination you see as often uh, but he he's that kind of guy and uh, he loves jj and you know i know nick expects the wind light to come on every run as he should because it comes on most runs but jj getting the win over nick uh, on a double breakout nice drop by jj um didn't completely uh didn't completely uh successfully use the strategy that we discussed but he did it well enough and it, it turned on the beacon in his lane and it just completely made his weekend absolutely completely made it and you know as a father your 17 year old sons out there and a lot of 17 year olds in our sport today have been racing for eight nine years uh, JJ's really in his second full year of competition with a, with a competitive style vehicle. So, you know, he's still learning a lot. And, um, you know, I, I, I try to discuss strategy with him and discipline and finding dead on and doing all the things that you need to do to make a successful run and don't let the other cars track position impact you because of you know the the great racers can get there they can make you think they're getting there they can definitely show you that they can get there and if you're holding a couple you got to get rid of a couple and you can't worry about if they're getting there or not you you have to have some recognition of what you had on the tree and you know if you know you were 25 or better off the foot you know you got a good possibility of turn on a wind light if you use your strategy and kill your couple and kill it the right way. If you think you're 50 and you're holding a couple, you have to take that closer to the finish line and get you a little more harder brake pedal. And I would don't encourage anybody doing it dangerously, but there's you know more multiple ways that you can kill your ET. And uh, you know, JJ and I discuss those kind of things and we discuss them regularly. And that didn't necessarily happen. And and in one run and he came back and he, he was telling me, oh, I did exactly, you know, what I was supposed to do. I, I did, this is what I did. And, you know, and I, I have to remind JJ, I'm, you know, I'm not real good at math, but I can look at your ticket when I've seen all of your tickets, I can look at the ticket and, and tell you that, no, you didn't do what you're telling me you did. Okay. I mean, I, I had to, I had to rough talking. I mean, you know, uh, not like the guy rough talked Bigfoot that time and got him out of his yard, but I didn't rough talk him that bad. I didn't tell him you get you get out of here, but I did rough talk him a little bit. 
And uh, I uh, kind of felt bad for it after I did it. But, you know, sometimes you just got to just got to slap these kids around a little bit. OK, I mean, let's just say I mean, I'm telling you this live right here on on the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast. I'm I'm just admitting that sometimes I have to get after my boy. He's really good in school. He's got a 4.2 GPA. He don't cause me a lick of trouble. Now, he loves racing way too much. Okay, He's expensive. I mean, this son of a gun is tearing daddy's checkbook out the frame. All right. I got it. It's getting overhauled right now. Um, so his love for racing is rough on me. But if that's the worst thing ever happens to me, it's going to be a good life because he's my boy. He's my mainest man. And he don't give me any trouble. He really don't. He don't he don't get into trouble at school. He's he's a great student. He's taking the ACT. We're waiting on those results. Really excited about, you know, possibly getting some scholarship support for college and those types of things help so much, you know, when your daddy's broke like his is. So I try not to be too hard on him. But by George, when I give you a strategy and I tell you, this is what we're going to do. And you look me in my eyes, these bloodshot leaking eyes I have and tell me, yes, sir, that we, I got this, we're doing it. And then you don't go and do it. Well, I'm a little bit pissed off and I, and I have to get after him a little bit. So uh, that's that's one of the things that that we struggle with, and and I got after him pretty good down there in Gulfport, but I'll have to say he responded very very well. He uh, he changed his strategy up just a little, and then he he did the things we were supposed to do and used the strategy we we're supposed to use. So love my boy, and uh, really excited to see him continue to come along. But he likes to play in a in a pool of sharks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this kid wants to go to the to the best races and race the the all stars and the people we talk about on the podcast every week. I'm like, bro, you know, I mean, I love you, but you know, we we out here, we we in a a, a gunfight with a one in plastic, like the the little junky not spreader knives, the little plastic junky ones is what we're in sometimes. But you know, we sharpen it up to the best of our ability and we come to play and, uh, and JJ's getting a little better each time out. Sometimes the results don't show it, but he's getting a little better each time out. So really proud of that boy. Um, I see some other comments there and, and I'll try to get into those real quick before we wrap this thing up. Let's see what's in the chat. Uh, somebody get the man one of those capital city cough drops. Uh, yeah, no, that's, we had those at Bristol, um, the, the Bristol cough drops that Mike Eames gave me that uh, seemed to be a mix between pond water and battery acid uh, was, you know, maybe in somebody's sweaty socks had been laying on them at some point. Uh, those things were terrible. So definitely don't want any more of those at all. And, uh, and, and you know, luckily, for some reason, hadn't really coughed any. So um, the, the coughing has been happening pretty regular here right prior to the show. So I was really worried, but somehow we're getting through that. But this, this bad boy right here, I mean, you can even see it. Like I'm going to lean up. It's just like a little bit red in this area. That's from like, you know, having something attached to it all day like this. And 
That's very unprofessional. I mean, let me just go on and say it right out. It's very unprofessional. And quite frankly, Luke would not approve of this at all. Okay. There's a chance that Luke will be here next week and I will not. If he takes any time to look at this show, listen to it, watch it and go, Jed, what are you doing? This is a sportsman drag racing podcast. We're the number one sportsman drag racing podcast with Luke and Jed in racing with that name. We're the best show named the sportsman drag racing podcast with Luke and Jed. And, and we try to be professionals here. Now I've told the Nick Dibbler story. I've told the story about, you know, passing tech at the Gators and I've really put myself on the, the, the line here of, of getting my walking papers and, and Luke's kept me around. But if he sees this show and here it is again, I mean, you know, is this happening? So if he sees this show, I'm in trouble, might not make it back. If anybody wants to get with me and let's do our own podcast after this, you know, there's, I'll be interested. Um, but it'll have to pay as good as this one. And I'm telling you, this thing is making us tons of money, tons of money. I think, I think the last quarter I made $83 if I, if I got it, if I counted it all right. Uh, so really, really doing well. And, um, the next podcast is going to have to pay me as well, or I'm not interested. Okay. So let's get that on the table and, and make sure everybody understands before you start approaching me with these deals where you don't make a whole bunch of money like we're making here. So, um, that's the, the race results. That's our weekend. That's JJ's weekend. That was me summing up, uh, some of our relationship you know, we're, we're like the same person, but we don't think exactly alike, but we're the exact same height. And when I tell you, when I tell you the exact same height, I mean, it's a laser level, eye to eye, laser level. We wear the exact same size clothes. And when I tell you exact, I mean, exact. He can wear all of mine's and I can wear all of his. And they all fit just right. Shoes the same size. The same sarcastic sense of humor. Uh, we, we think alike when somebody says he's 17, but he's still, you know, he's my boy. So when somebody says something that sounds dirty, but it wasn't meant to be dirty. Well, we, we kind of both look at each other like, you know, like, so he's got, he has it the same thing I have. And we, we think alike. So it's just a whole big mess what JJ and I have going on, but you know, I, he's 17. So y'all know if you're, if you're a man and you're, you're on up in your thirties, forties, fifties, and you, you remember when you were 17, how you thought you could just whoop the piss out of your old man. If he, if he don't act right, you know, if he wants to pop that mouth off. Well, so I started telling him real early that, you know, by the time you're 14, you no more, we don't spank or don't, pop you on the behind, you know, I punch you in the nose. And that's just, I mean, I just, you know, pie you out right there. So I got him thinking whether I'd really do that or not is debatable, but I got him thinking that's how I'd handle it. So he still has a lot of respect for his dad because he thinks that I'll punch his lights out. So when I get after him, you know, he kind of just, yes, sir, yes, sir, kind of soils up a little bit, but. I'm, I know that day is coming where I'm going to be like, boy, what I tell you, what I tell you, get your head out of your butt. And he's, he's just going to, he's going to do it. He is going to just 
he's going to knock my lights out. And I ain't going to be much I can do about it. Because, I mean, I'm really an old man. I mean, I'm, I'll be 52 this year. So I don't see me being able to handle him if he just decides that he's going to uh, he's going to handle the business. Yes. You know, we could. That's a good point, Paige. Paige just made a really good point in the chat that we could we could relabel this podcast as parenting tips with Jed. Uh, if any of you need to know how to handle your 17 year old boy, uh, that's that's one of the ways we can we can help you. Well, I can I can give you a tip or two. So uh, that's all the race results. Yeah, especially in Alabama. Good point. Um, we had planned a tradition. Uh, we, we, Luke and I both love the NCAA basketball tournament. Those, both of those loyal listeners that have been tuning in for quite some time, for a few years, you know that Luke and I both have a, a strong love for basketball in general, but certainly college basketball. And, uh, Luke's a big Southern Illinois fan. I'm, of course, Roll Tide Alabama fan. Typically, uh, this is the time of year where we make a second round exit in the NIT tournament because we didn't make the NCAA tournament and we're raising cane that we should have made it. And they say, no, really, you shouldn't have made it. And here's why. And they, they're right. We shouldn't have made it, but we think we should because we're Alabama. So, you know, typically, I'm not as invested. I'm just getting to be a fan and watch the games. Well, right now, son, when I tell you I'm invested, I mean invested. Alabama is the number one overall seed. They are expected, expected by many to win the whole freaking thing. You, you hear, did anybody hear what I'm telling you here? This is NCAA basketball talk. So the numbers start dropping off. I get it. Alabama is expected to win it all by a lot of the people that are paid to to make these predictions that's uncharted territory for us okay we don't really know how to handle this but we are doing the best we can so so we have luke and i have a, a big love for college basketball so we it's we've made a tradition here on the show that we always take something and tie it to the final 16 competitors remaining in the tournament. So they played already the first weekend of the tournament. They started with 64, and now we are down to 16. And, oh, I see Hot Rod Fincham uh, tuning in and uh, says, of course, Alabama. Yes, Tennessee's still in, too, so, so go Vols. Uh, but we're down to 16, and we always take something and tie it to – those 16 teams remaining. So we've done best car names. We've done, um, uh, what else we've done? Um, like excuses why I lost, you know, tie all that. We've done best um, inventions, most impactful inventions in drag racing or bracket racing. So uh, we've done all that and we'd take like, you know, we'd take like why I lost you know, blew the tires off is Alabama. And, and, you know, so blew the tires off might advance or blew the tires off might have blew the tires off and got beat. So this year we've decided to tie uh, the 16, I guess, favorite personalities in racing to a team. 
unfortunately, Luke is broken down in Amarillo and Luke um, needs to be a part of this. So we got 16 teams right now, but by the time Luke comes back to the podcast and that's, I don't even know if I'll be here next week. I'm sure we'll have those discussions sometime this week when he gets freed up, you know, if he, if he's going to allow me to be back, but he, uh, he won't be back until there's eight teams remaining. So we had a nice big list and I'll, I'll just run down some names real quick. Uh, this is from the fan vote that, uh, that said, these are the, the personalities that we think are the more goodest, most goodest, and shout out to most goodest, by the way, the most goodest in racing. So, um, you know, we got the fan vote at this is bracketracing.com. By the way, uh, you can see it right here on the, the podcast Facebook page. There's a link to go vote. You still have time to vote because we're not going to do this till next week. And we're going to tie eight, the eight most popular personalities, uh, most favorite personalities to a team remaining in the tournament. I can only hope that my Alabama Crimson Tide is remaining and we get to tie somebody to them that, that I like. But nonetheless, the fans have voted. We've got people like Will Billy Carroll. Will Carroll, I mean, everybody knows Will. He's an awesome dude, and what a character. My main man, uh, Hot Rod, Rodney Fincham. Um, you know, just everybody loves Hot Rod. He is a, He's an amazing character, personality, but also just a really cool person. I mean, Hot Rod, we've told the story when Hot Rod was on the podcast about him helping me fix my car many, many moons ago at Montgomery down to six cars or something in a five grander. And I lost the brakes and we didn't even really know each other. He dove under there and fixed it with duct tape, a hammer and some vice grips, which I still don't really understand how he did it. Uh, but he pecked away on that that beautiful rear end housing of mine. I was a little worried, but he did it all just right. So everybody knows and loves hot rod. So obviously he was an easy choice. My man, Ryan Gleghorn, uh, RG, uh, he's, he's a funny, funny dude, very interesting character in his own right. Great announcer, just an all around good guy for the sport. So he was deserving loose change. They don't come any cooler than loose change. He's, he's everybody's buddy. Loose is, uh, is the king of the, the betting rings at the, at the big race tracks at the big races. So he's a, he's a guy everybody knows and loves. Uh, very easy selection here in Jake Hodge. Uh, Jake, one of the greatest personalities in racing. Um, he's a guy that you – he's one of those guys that's easy to hate. And I say this with, a, with an amazing amount of love for my man, Jake Hodge. I love him but I can see why you wouldn't. Um, he's just one of those guys, even if you don't like him, you gotta, you have to, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, almost, I all, that and almost got away from me. He did win smart ass of the year in 2023 and, and, and definitely backed it up with a smart ass comment for being named the smart ass of the year. So, um, but Jake, yeah, he's a, he's an easy guy to get on the list. Uh, whether you, you love him or hate him, you, you want to watch and see what he's doing next. Rob Cropfield. Uh, Crop is a very interesting dude if you follow him. He's, as Luke said, he's one of his favorite follows on social media. 
cool guy, Cortland Carter. Cortland's my dog. He's out of New Mexico. Not a lot of racers in New Mexico. So, you know, the ones, you know, I know West Nodgrass and Cortland Carter, um, but double C awesome dude. A lot of fun to have around poo poo Pasquale. Uh, I mean, you kidding me? That guy's as cool as it gets, you know, the hat, the glasses, the, the whole teeth thing and moron Monday. If you're not following poo poo Pasquale, you need to follow him. Uh, and, and plenty, plenty more. Uh, there were several, several other names, but a lot of repeat names on there as well. Um, looking real quick. Yep. A lot of the same names. Yeah. So pretty much, um, our Facebook post through a couple more, uh, racing Jason, Dan Lafferty, Lafferty got a lot of love, Chris Gallitti, uh, Laboose, that has to be senior, I think, because junior, you know, he don't really want to talk to you, but he will if you force him to. Uh, Brody Quick, oh my gosh, Brody, I mean, Beard, uh, Bird. Uh, so interesting guys, a lot of cool names, but we want more. We, uh, we want more, and you can go to thisisbracketracing.com, and, uh, and you can go right there and vote. And it'll even ask you why you're voting for this person. You can put some comments in there why you voted for them. Uh, so a lot of cool names, a lot of great people being nominated. We're going to take eight of those names, uh, try to find the most popular votes and tie them to a team next week for the round of eight. The elite eight is what they're going to call this, as they always do. So we're looking forward to that. That's tradition for us, and, uh, and we want to make sure that we get plenty of names in there to uh, tie to these eight remaining teams that are left and see what popular character, personality moves on and wins the 2023 NCAA basketball tournament. So y'all go vote and make sure that we hear from you, and, uh, and certainly – We'll report back on that next week. So that pretty much wraps up the show. I do want to take a couple of minutes. There's no way I could uh, could get to all of them. But, um, oh, Jake Hodge, longtime listener, first-time caller. Ooh, I, did Jake hear me say that I understand why people would hate him? My bad. I, didn't, I should have checked to see if you were watching, Jake. That's, my, that's on me. Uh, Ryan Gleghorn. Team announcer crushing the competition. Yes, Ryan, you got a lot of love out there. That and how could they not? How could they not love you, bro? I mean, you're you're that good. Uh, of course, Hot Rod, Matt Birch, Matt. Matt's an interesting uh, character and personality himself. I mean, that guy. He's uh, he's always out there uh, having funny things to say online, and you know, Matt also kind of tell you tell you what he thinks. I like that too. There's Rex Hubbard and. Uh, Wayne Duke, you you commented quite a bit. I appreciate everybody that tuned in and watched. Again, I apologize that uh, that our man Luke wasn't here tonight. I know he makes the show uh, way more intelligent. Number one, uh, certainly more interesting, and uh, and just adds credibility because he's Luke Bogacki. But um, y'all uh, y'all got y'all had it rough tonight, and you stuck it out and stayed with me, and I love you for it. I appreciate it very much, and uh, hopefully we don't have to do this Lucas show again for quite some time. Don't have any shouts. I did shout out uh, something a while ago, but I even forgot what it was, and um, 
certainly, uh, you know, don't want to try to do take Luke's place because Luke is the shout king. So he'll be back next week with some shouts. Uh, certainly, if uh, you got some comments on this show, um, you know, I would appreciate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Britt Cummings said the same sniffle he's got, except you don't have to have yours live on the Internet. And I do uh, spent some time around Brett this weekend. Love you, bro. I really do. You're awesome. Um, but if there's a place that uh, that it, there is a place, if you have some comments, what I was trying to say, go to the Sports and Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page right here where you're watching and uh, chime in. Tell us uh, again what you thought about the show. Uh, and I would appreciate the listeners um, asking Luke to, you know, let me hang out here. For um, page, what what number show is this? I mean, it probably got it up here somewhere in the in the show notes. I don't even uh, I don't even know what number. It's number like three hundred something, but um, but three fifteen. Okay, I would appreciate y'all chiming in online and and just you know hashtag uh, keep Jed um, hashtag let Jed stay. Uh, you know, I don't know how you phrase it. But let's hashtag it. Let's let's make it something that you know catches on, and uh, and certainly forces Luke's hand to to keep me around. Because uh, I'm gonna go back and watch. There was another one. I probably wiped my nose. I'm gonna say 14, 13 to fifteen times. I'm gonna go fourteen, probably just as an average. But I like odd numbers, so let's go fifteen. So I think I've wiped my nose fifteen times which is unacceptable. Again, um, deserve to be fired, should be fired, expecting to be fired. Um, but I'd appreciate it if the listeners, cause we love the listeners and we try to do what you want us to do. And I think we should force Luke's hand and y'all, y'all try to keep me around here. So, um, do that for me right there on the sports and drag racing podcast, Facebook page. If you got something that you don't think needs to be said out loud for the whole world to see, um, Oh, Matt Burke, see, he Matt says he sees a boogie. Uh, that'd be now that would be bad. I would fire myself if I had a, a hanging, uh, a dangling participle, um, right here live on the internet. So, um, shout out to dangling participles. Uh, but anyway, go to the Facebook page, say what you got to say. And, uh, if you got something you don't think the whole world needs to see, put it out there on the, uh, the, the DMs on the, the direct private message side producer Marco snagged that up and, and he'll tell us um, what you had to say. This is shout out time. Luke, what you got? No shouts from Luke. Um, and uh, don't forget that Luke and I are very active on the Twitter. I look at that thing at least once every, I don't know, couple of weeks or so. So, uh, oh, here were some more names, by the way. Bastianelli, Ezel, Bertozzi, T-Rock, Disco. Uh, Luke wasn't sure if we could claim Disco, but uh, was that number 16? But we're claiming Disco. Disco's one of us. I saw Disco at PRI, and he, he still pays attention. He knows what's up in the, in the drag racing, bracket racing scene. Um, Gene Tanner looks just like Earnhardt. Thought I'd see Gene, uh, you know, at Gulfport, but he don't foot break. He just hits the top. Jeff Burns, Jeff King. Burns is a slushy king, for those of you who don't know. Jeff King. Um, so that's probably 17 right there. Just 18 with my thumb. Uh, 
Jeff Keen was in the Obama mask when we did the Harlem Shake at the million, the mini million, I think, God knows how long ago, whenever the Harlem Shake was popular. We did that, a bunch of us. Keen was in the Obama mask. I think he had the slick uh, mascot outfit on, wearing Obama mask. Uh, no, no, no. He was, he, no, no. See, I had this mixed up. It's the medicine. Jeff Strickland was in the Obama mask. Jeff Keen was just slick. He was slick. He had the slick head and everything, the, the mascot for the million. The end of the, y'all go look it up, Harlem Shake, Montgomery, 2000, whatever. Keen decks him at the end of it. I'm talking about a right cross right there and, and just puts him down on the ground. Just knocked Obama down on the ground. It was incredible. That was number 18. Uh, Bob Mullaney. I love Bob. What a great personality. Matt Obertanic, another guy that don't want to talk to you, but if you just corner him and talk to him, dude's crazy funny and very interesting. My dude, John Siegel. I mean, Siegel is a crazy, crazy character. So much fun. So those are the kind of names that we were getting, but we want more. So go again to the Sports and Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page. Hit the link to thisisbracketracing.com and um, make sure that you get your vote in so we can see what you had to say and, and turn us on to somebody that, uh, that we wasn't thinking about or, or haven't seen voted for already. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, tried to make this thing last an hour, um, 56 minutes in, as close as I'm going to get. I can't wait. I'm just going to tell y'all straight up. I can't wait to get off of here, shut this down, and I'm going to take one of these and fill it completely up. I know that's gross. I know nobody really wants to know that, but I just felt like I needed to get it off my chest or out of my chest, if you will. Uh, so I'm gonna go handle some business right here, getting off of here. I really do appreciate each and every one of you that, that stuck it out, all the interaction. I see my man loose change, I see Hot Rod, I see Birch. Um, there's Rick Wells, I mean, you guys really, really made my night. I was a little concerned about this, about all I got going on. And, but we had some serious race results, all kidding aside, that needed to be discussed. We needed to discuss a couple of, a couple of other things here. So the show must go on, even if you don't feel good. So thank you again for making it interesting and tuning in. You guys are awesome. You're the best freaking listeners and watchers on earth. And uh, Luke and I definitely appreciate you more than words can say. Be sure that uh, you go vote again for your favorite personality. And certainly, uh, if you have anything else to discuss, just put it right there on the Facebook post and, uh, and we'll interact with you. Thank you for watching. Much appreciated. Love you guys. And can't wait to have Luke back next week and talk to all of you real soon about more sportsman drag racing. See you guys. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss or at least reference This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. 
Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries. There's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elitist for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.